Hello, welcome to episode 15 of Academy Days, a podcast of fiction stories for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Enjoy! Academy Days, episode 15, Displaced Persons Carmen Oliver stared up at her mother. What had she just said? The river, it's coming over the retaining wall. We have to get out before the streets are flooded. Mom helped Carmen get into a sitting position. But what about... Carmen, now, get dressed, put clothes in a suitcase, and... Mom took a step, and the carpet under her feet made a sucking noise. What? Carmen, your window is open? Your floor is soaked. Carmen stared at her mother, a moving shape in the clouded-over light sifting through the window. Mom threw up her hands. Never mind. What's a wet floor when your whole house might... Her voice wobbled. Carmen tried to stand up and immediately remembered the ache she had forgotten in sleep. No time for slow stretches or a warm shower to loosen her joints. Focus. Think about what you need to do. Just move. Mom hurried back to her own room. One slow moment at a time. One joint at a time. Carmen dressed. Then she pulled her suitcase from beneath her bed and flopped it open. She'd filled it halfway before she realized she'd never turned on a light. She reached over and flicked the switch. Nothing happened. God? She whispered, pulling clothes from hangers in her closet. You've still got this. Me? In your right hand? Because I think the ocean's arrived. You still here? Instead of a voice or a feeling, the sound of an engine interjected in between rolls of thunder. Carmen peered out the open window and gasped. Ira? She called out. Ira's truck sat in the front yard, its tailgate in line with the front door of the trailer. Right beside it was the winter's minivan. Ira didn't hear her above the sound of rain, just dashed towards the front stoop, his hood pulled up over his head. In seconds, his sweatshirt and jeans turned five shades darker, soaked with rain. Carmen, the winters came to help us get stuff out, Mom shouted from the front room. Is your suitcase ready? Carmen tugged open the drawer of her nightstand and grabbed her journal, Bible, and a letter-sized envelope. She placed them on top of her piles of rumpled clothes and forced the zipper to seal in the unorganized heap. She rolled the suitcase into the hallway, and immediately, someone reached out and grabbed the handle. She looked up at Ira, his face streaming with water. How did you know? she whispered. One of those phone alert things woke up my dad. He took a deep breath. It's going to be okay, he said. His eyes looked dark, even a little scared. But he smiled and heaved the suitcase up off the floor. The smile turned into a grin. Did you have to pack the flamingos in here, too? Ira, bring a load, Mr. Winters called from somewhere outside. Carmen ducked back into her room and grabbed her electronics and shoved them into her school bag. Was there anything else she needed, really needed, from her room? Meds, Mom said, coming in with a bottle of water and two pills in the palm of her hand. Carmen gulped them down. The winters will help us get as much as possible out, but for now, 
Can you pack up my electronics and the photo boxes? Mom downed the water left in the bottle. I'll get your nanas. Her voice trembled. I'll get the tote of mementos we saved from your nanas' things. The next thirty minutes passed in grabbing up belongings, shoving them into bags or into open arms, and seeing them carried out into the rain. Lacey and Mrs. Winters went through the house, taking down pictures, packing up books, shoving food items into plastic bins. We have to go, Mr. Winters shouted from outside. That's all we can take. Carmen tried to stand up from where she'd been sitting on the living room floor, packing things Mom handed her into extra suitcases. Only the pain meds kept the tight throb in her joints from overwhelming her. Here, Mom wrapped her arms around Carmen and helped steady her on her feet. Go get into the van. Can you make it? Carmen nodded. She looked into her mom's eyes. Mom, I'm sorry. Mom shook her head. This isn't even remotely your fault. But I. Carmen looked around the living room. The pink carpet matted with muddy footprints. The leaks in the roof untended. The water stain on the ceiling dark and growing. I've been rude and stubborn and. She wrapped her arms around her mom. I'm sorry. Tears, as if there wasn't enough water around, filled her eyes. And now we're losing it all. Mom squeezed her tight. This isn't a punishment, Carmen. She whispered, "It's hard, but it's not a punishment. We have to go." The sound of the closing tailgates on Ira's truck punctuated Mr. Winter's shout. "He's got us in his hands," Mom whispered. Goosebumps prickled up and down Carmen's arms. "I know," she said. Carmen sat in the Winter's kitchen Monday morning, her hands wrapped around a mug of coffee. As Mom scrolled through aerial views of Riverside Trailer Park, there it is, Mom said, and zoomed in. Nana's trailer sat in a pool of mud, water shoved up against the front door. The wind must have gotten under that corner of the roof. Mom pointed to the curled lip of metal on the bedroom end of the house. They say there wasn't a tornado, just really high winds. I'm glad we got out when we did. Carmen nodded, but was glad the right word for this moment. Mrs. Winters opened the oven door and pulled out a pan of cinnamon and butter biscuits. I just thank the Lord Brett's phone got the flood alert. None of the rest of us did, she said. You two can stay as long as you need to. I know you said you'd try to find a place to go today, but you don't need to. Mr. Winters nodded, sitting down with a full cup of coffee. Don't rush off. Carmen and Mom exchanged a glance. It wasn't Nana's way to sit still and take handouts. Now it would feel odd to live longer than three days in the Winters rec room without trying to find some place else to go. Mom took a paper plate from Mrs. Winters. I doubt we'll find anything today. We're only one of at least fifty displaced families. She lifted the cinnamon roll, drizzled with icing. Anything expensive will be snapped up fast. Mrs. Winters went to stand behind her husband and put her hands on his shoulders. Listen, we talked, and if you need a loan, Mom, 
Lacey came into the kitchen dressed in school uniform, twirling her braid between her fingers. I think I should stay home with the Olivers and help them... help them unpack the rest of their things they'll need while they stay, Lacey said. Mr. Winter shook his head. You'll have an earth science test today, Lacey. I know. Lacey plopped onto one of the bar stools. Cray made me study between every bite at lunch last week. Did she let you chew? Mrs. Winters said. I wouldn't want you to talk about science with a full mouth. Funny. Lacey picked up her golden doodle puppy and pushed her face into its yellow curly fur. Carmen took a sip of coffee. It was interesting, watching the days of a complete family, how they joked and talked serious with each other. Still, it felt weird being here, too, especially with Ira in the house. Every time he walked into the room, she immediately smoothed her hair or tugged the ripples out of her clothing. Now, after three days of looking practically church-ready all the time, she kind of just wanted to eat breakfast in her pajamas. Two hours later, she and her mom drove through the streets of another trailer park. This one wasn't near the river, just within scent of the Easton sewage plant. We'd get used to the smell, Mom said. I hear that's what happens to garbage collectors. Carmen scrolled through a map of Easton. What about the subsidized apartments? They're near school. I could probably get to class myself on good days. I called. No vacancies. Mom pulled back onto the highway. Let's check out that barn apartment. Carmen wrinkled her nose. The one with the bad reviews because the water is brown and the owner is creepy? Mom lifted her chin. Disgruntled people say all kinds of things when they get kicked out for not paying the rent. Carmen rolled her eyes. Ever positive, Mom. Five hours, two cheeseburgers, and four iced coffees later, Carmen and her mom stepped into a room at the Bridge Motel. The motel must have been named after the card game because Carmen hadn't seen a bridge construction anywhere near the building. The manager, Miss Betty, walked across the room and shoved open the brown drapes covering the windows. It's clean, she said. You can check the mattress. No bed bugs. Mom pulled out the corners of the sheets on one of the beds, and Carmen looked over her shoulder. Nothing suspicious appeared, not even a speck of dust or dirt. Mom tugged up the cushion of an armchair and shone her phone flashlight into the crevices of the upholstery. Clear, she said. Miss Betty pursed her lips. Do you want the room? Free entrance into all bridge nights held every Tuesday and Friday night. We don't gamble, Mom said. Miss Betty rolled her eyes. Okay, just the room then. Mom looked at Carmen. Carmen shrugged. It's just temporary. It'll be fine. Mom left to sign in with Miss Betty while Carmen wheeled herself around for one more inspection of the bedroom and bathroom. Not even a hair in the bathtub. The curtains, furniture, upholstery, carpet, and bedspreads were all done in various shades of brown. The place was drab and ugly, but clean was good. Mom came back in and swung the door shut and slid the bolt into place. Never leave that undone, she said. Carmen nodded.
What will we tell the winters? she asked. Mom sank down onto one of the armchairs. Like you said, that we've found something temporary. We'll pay them to continue storing our stuff in their rec room. She rubbed her eyes. I'm glad Lacey interrupted their offer of a loan. I was too tempted. Carmen eased from her wheelchair onto the other armchair. I'm sorry we missed your therapy appointment last Friday, Mom sighed. Can you hang in there a bit longer? Carmen nodded. Mom leaned her head in her hands. Am I doing wrong, Carmen, by moving us here? Should we just stay at the winters? I, I don't know. Carmen looked around the room. We can always go back if this doesn't work. Besides, Mom, we know how to make a place feel like home. Isn't that what Nana was always trying to do? Mom sniffed and nodded. Yes, that's what Nana always did. We can just get some of our own blankets to cover the beds and put those funeral home flowers in the closet. Carmen waved to objects around the room. We can toss a throw rug between the beds and cover the desk with a tablecloth. Suddenly, Mom's arms were around her, squeezing her tight. I'm so glad. I have you, Carmen, she whispered. Carmen smiled into her mom's shoulder and tried to talk, her voice muffled. I'm just learning to be like you and Nana, by God's grace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. Enjoy the long weekend. Bye!